It's Pet Month here on Brooklyn's Radio. I'm Amanda Weller, and I've taken this opportunity to put together some interviews about rescue pets. I'm now delighted to be joined by Tessa de Riziotis, who is here to talk about the rescue animals who came into her life while she was living in Greece. So, Tessa, the first thing I would like to talk to you about is your tortoises. Tell me how oh, yes. you... <laughs> Tell me about your tortoises. <laughs> yes, lots of tortoises. Uh, we started off with uh, two in the garden that were there anyway when we moved into the house. Um, And then I would be out on the road driving around and very often find them crossing the road, crossing main roads quite scarily with a lot of traffic. Um, And you did often see tortoises that had uh, been run over all over the place in Greece. So I would always, if I could, park the car at the side, jump out, grab a tortoise, put it in the car and take it home to our lovely sanctuary of a garden where we ended up with about nine tortoises um, and they did occasionally have babies. We had about three lots of babies um, and that's pretty exciting when you're walking in the grass and you suddenly see a little baby the size of a 50p coin. <laughs> oh my goodness, that tiny. Oh, yes. Yes, that tiny. And they're immediately independent from the mother. The mother doesn't have any um, reason to look after them. Isn't that interesting? And were you involved in feeding them at all? Or did they just sort of look after themselves? They completely, they were the easiest pets, completely looked after themselves. Absolutely. Up to hibernating in the winter, they would dig a little hole in the flower bed. and That would be them gone for the winter. And they come out again in the spring. Um, Yes. I mean, I used to sort of, if I had extra lettuce and stuff, I would throw it into the garden for them, but they didn't need it. They existed on rose petals, which were their favourites, and other things that they found. Oh, how amazing, rose petals. Yes, that's their absolute, you know, equivalent of, you know, caviar or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay, so now, um, can we move on to horses? Yes, yes, yes. Lots of horses. <laughs> Lots yep. of horses. So I, um, I knew of Willie Deal, but I didn't realise until we were communicating about setting this up that you were involved with other ones as well. Tell me about the other ones first. Yes. Uh, so Willie Deal was um, one that I actually, well, the lady, the English lady who had the stables where we rode, she found 17 that had been semi-abandoned in an old stables um, and she took them all over to her stables, looked after them, and then asked me if I'd like to adopt one of them, and that was Willie Deal. So I took him personally. And then uh, when he became too old, I then shipped him back to the UK to his original owner in the UK, who hadn't seen him for 23 years, um, and then who kept him until last year. He died at the age of 32. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, uh. um, so that was the first one. Then there was another one that I took personally. Um, she was an ex-race horse um, who'd been retrained, but not very properly retrained um, as a show jumper. She'd been shipped to Greece, sold for a lot of money, and then um, gradually uh, her show jumping training sort of wasn't that great. Um, so we took her on. Um, my daughter found her quite difficult to ride. And then we shipped her back to England um, and a friend of mine again took her and she again died last year as well. Oh, so they both had happy retirements. Yes, in, yes. in green pastures in England. 
happened, yes, which was great. Um, and then meantime, I was also um, helping out as a charity, um, which rescues all four-legged uh, equines, donkeys, mules, and horses. And we found two racehorses that had been literally kicked out um, with their foals on the road, um, took them in, looked after them. And then one day my father was visiting from the UK and he looked at their passports because he's interested in racehorse breeding and he found the breeders he contacted them in England said by the way these horses are in dire straits uh, could you help um, and one of them uh, very kindly put up funds came over to Greece and shipped the, all four of them back oh how amazing so took on back the to others Ireland. back to Ireland yes so are they all uh, are they being used as racehorses now are they no, all no, no so no. um so the mares uh, they're just sort of living in fields and things but the 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 foals were just um sold i think when they got you know sort of age three or four um just to be riding normal riding horses not race horses okay so they, they've all ended up in happy happy situations yes thanks to you tessa what an amazing story the other the other animal aspect i want to talk to you about is lovely nala (laughs) and the story about how she how she came into your life is really quite extraordinary could you tell me about that Yes, well, little Nala. So she was my second rescue dog. My first dog was Daisy. Such a lady. She was so beautiful. And she'd been um, abandoned with five siblings uh, on the road uh, in a box, you know, as they do. Um, And so she was my first one. And then the second one was Nala, who I was out riding actually with a friend. Um, And this little tiny squeaking noise was in the grass you know, behind us. And we looked down and there was a tiny white dot about the size of the palm of your hand. And it was a puppy. Um, And she was trying to follow us. And we were plodding along and she followed and followed and followed. We came out to a road. We didn't pick her up because we thought she's so young. Her mother must be around. And we didn't want to separate her from her mother. Uh, But when we went out onto the road, it was obvious she was going to be run over because there were cars coming. She was so tiny. Nobody could see her. She was all over the road. So I got off, picked her up, put her on the front of the saddle and we went back the way we came looking to see if we could see a mother asking people who are working in the fields but nobody wants to know about puppies in Greece because there are just so many Um, so nobody was interested we didn't see a mother or any sign of one so I ended up taking her home I took her to the vet she said yes she's about four weeks old she's severely traumatized uh, covered in ticks full of worms but otherwise healthy and uh, then so I adopted her and uh, here she is now in England with me and she's the most amazing character isn't she there's there's a connection I think between the two of you isn't there (laughs) yes very definitely but I was talking about this the other day with somebody else who's a single person with a single dog and I think when you are like that you do develop this amazing connection I don't think mine with Nala is, is unique in any way I think any single person living with a single animal maybe it would happen with a cat too I don't know I don't know about cats but uh, definitely with dogs that happens mm. no I def- I think I agree and I do think it does happen with with cats in in there you know it's slightly different but yes yeah. definitely yeah. definitely um well amazing what an amazing series of animal adoptions and stories are there any we've missed <laughs> um, well probably but I, can't <laughs> I think those are all the main ones yes <laughs> yes just amazing so Nala is how old now 
she's now seven um, and people always here in England uh, they don't have it's she's actually a breed she's a cocconi which is a Greek breed and it looks like a mixture between a long-haired dachshund and spaniel so people when they see her they think she's a sort of um, odd spaniel and they say oh what a lovely puppy they think she's a puppy uh, but she's seven and she's not going to grow anymore yeah no clearly not <laughs> she's seven. <laughs> oh. Well, Tessa de Rizziotis, thank you for sharing all those amazing stories with me. Thank you very much for having me on the programme. Well, it's been a delight. To see a photo of Tessa and Nala, search the hashtag Brooklyn's Radio Rescues on Twitter and Facebook. I'm Amanda Weller. Join me next time for more about rescue pets here on Brooklyn's Radio.